This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We wish you a warm welcome to Christian Crusaders Internet and Radio Ministry on this first Sunday in Advent. Have you ever made a decision that you confidently felt was blessed by God, but were later devastated when it didn't work out? Well, we call those situations closed doors. And we're going to talk about what to do when we face them. Please stay with us for our message, Living with Closed Doors. Sometimes God says go, and sometimes God says no. We've recently been looking at God's open doors he places before us. But today we're going to talk about God's closed doors that we sometimes encounter. So I hope you'll stay with us as we finish our sermon series, All the Places to Go, How Will You Know? We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty and all-knowing God, we come to you in worship today not only to praise you for who you are and thank you for all you've done, but to learn more about you and your will for our lives. In the name of Jesus, we ask for divine revelation as we look to your holy word. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from Luke chapter 22, beginning at verse 39. And Jesus came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a thro stone's throw, and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Dear friends, have you ever had a door slammed in your face? Or stood at a closed door that no one would answer? I imagine most of us have literally experienced something like that. Sometimes, though, we use this kind of language more figuratively. Those times when perhaps an opportunity that looked so right and promising, but then it didn't work out. We say the door closed. Or there's a relationship with a special person that you thought, this is the one God has picked for me. And it breaks up. And you say, the door got slammed in my face on that one. Or perhaps it's a job you wanted and thought you should have because it was a perfect fit or the position on an athletic team. You think, as you don't get those things, they wouldn't even let me in the door. And those closed door experiences can be quite painful, can't they? Depressing and even maddening. Sometimes... Heaven's door seems to stay closed on us, or we feel like it's been slammed on our face. And you're praying for something to happen and it doesn't happen, or you're doing the right thing, might even be for the cause of the kingdom of God, and it doesn't take off, it just 
peters out and dies, that too can be painful and frustrating, especially when we're so sure that we were right. People can get very disappointed and depressed and even angry with God, crying out with the psalmist, How long, O Lord, will you forget me? Or why, Lord? Or why not, Lord? Well, the truth is, sometimes God says go with his open doors, his divine opportunities, as we've seen and discussed these first few weeks of this series. And sometimes God says no, which is a hard word for us to swallow, causing us to throw a good old tantrum before God sometimes, like a child in a store being denied that bag of candy at the checkout line or a certain toy dad or mom is denying them. If you're encountering one of those closed-door experiences in your life, I'm really sorry. I know they're not fun. I know that from personal experience and walking alongside a lot of other people as a pastor. But when we run into those and we attempt to regroup from a closed-door experience, there could be some things to consider from God's Word. First, sometimes God closes a door because there's something better ahead that we don't know about. I think of examples in Scripture. Paul and Silas in the book of Acts wanted to go to uh, Asia and Bithynia, and they ended up having the door shut on them to go there, and the door opened for them instead to Macedonia, where they established some of their best churches, the Philippians and the Thessalonica churches. I'm reminded of our first attempt as a congregation at relocation. We had run out of space in our old building, and were growing so big, and we had no more space to build on. And I was so certain that we were to move to this certain acreage, which I had found. Every, I, I had it all picked out. I was sure that God was with me on this one. And I convinced even my board that this was the way to go. What I discovered, painfully, was that I had some blinders on. We were not ready as a congregation. God closed the door. It was painful. And I was angry. But in God's good timing, two years later, we were a united church again and ready when a beautiful piece of land came up for sale at a bargain basement price right off of the freeway. We relocated up there and God blessed it with growth beyond what we had even imagined for ourselves. Looking back on that, I learned God knew something better lay ahead for us. A humorous story uh, Pastor Tim Keller shares with us from his early 20s. He said, I prayed for an entire year about a girl I was dating and wanted to marry, but she wanted out of the relationship. All year I prayed, Lord, don't let her break up with me. Of course, in hindsight, it was the wrong girl. I actually did what I could to help God with the prayer because one summer near the end of the relationship, I got in a location that made it easier to see her. 
I was saying, Lord, I'm making this as easy as possible for you. I've asked you for this, and I have even taken the geographical distance away. But as I look back now, God was saying, Son, when a child of mine makes a request, I always give that person what he or she would have asked if they knew everything that I know. Sometimes God closes a door because you're knocking on the wrong door. We want the wrong thing. It's not a wise choice. Or maybe we're selfishly or sinfully motivated and God is protecting us from ourselves. Remember when the disciples, James and John, came to Jesus asking for top positions when he came into power? He said no. He knew their motivations. They were selfishly motivated. Or I think of Elijah or Moses and Jeremiah crying out to God, God, take my life. I want to die. I'm sure looking back, they thank God that he didn't answer that one because it was the wrong thing to ask for. He ever stopped to think what would happen if God answered every prayer with a yes? What a mess our world would be in. Humorously, I think ball games would always end in ties, and how frustrating would that be? Oh, thank God for closed doors. Well, sometimes God closes a door because I need to grow. In my relationship with Him, or in my character, in my skills. The Apostle Paul talked of having a thorn in the flesh given to him. He said, to keep me from being too elated, so too full of himself. Three times I prayed, God, take it away. God said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Paul said, so I've learned humility and contentment. As I face hard times when I'm weak, I'm strong because of God. God is working through me. Back in 1980, when I was graduating from seminary, I was convinced that I should be a solo pastor. I should be running my own congregation. When I graduated, I waited around for six months, waiting for that first call, and it never came. The door was closed. I was frustrated. It was a long wait. Finally, a call came from a congregation, big congregation in Winona, Minnesota, that uh, said, would you come and be our youth pastor, work on our staff? I said, yes. God used those six years at Central Lutheran to prep me for then going to my own congregation, Shepherd of the Valley. You see, sometimes there are things in life that need some tweaking. Maybe I need to grow in my dependence on God instead of my own devices so financial doors get cut on me and I really have to count on God to provide. Or I need to grow in humility so my wishes for grandiosity are lovingly ignored by my Heavenly Father. Sometimes God closes doors because He has plans that I don't know about. Looking at Scripture, I think of Israel. He called them to be a blessing to the nations of the world, a light to the nations of the world. They didn't quite understand that. They thought of it in another way. They wanted to be the boss of the nations of the world. And so they were allowed again and again to be put into exile and so on. But God had his ways. He had his plans that they didn't quite understand, didn't know about. Along came a Savior 
named Jesus Christ. In the book of Proverbs, Solomon says, uh, The heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. We may make our plans, but God's will is definitive. It might be that a loss of a job is an open door to a, a ministry that God has in mind for us in his redemptive plan that serves people and brings others to Christ. Maybe God has a part for you to play in this whole redemptive drama that you haven't become aware of yet. Sometimes God closes doors simply because he's God and I'm not. It's a mystery. The mystery of closed doors sometimes is so frustrating. doesn't always work out uh, when I start something and there doesn't seem to be a good answer. I'm left mystified, puzzled by that closed door sometimes. I think of Job. All those terrible things that happened to him and in the end, as Job's crying out for a hearing before God wants an explanation, God basically lectures Job and says, Why do you ask? How dare you? Did you put this whole creation together? Remember your place. Sometimes closed doors don't make any sense to us at all. And we live with a mystery. The question is, though, when you run into these closed doors, what do you do? How do you persist in seasons like this? Some people tantrum and turn away from God. They close the door on God. You hear them say things, I used to believe in God, but I know better now. Others pray for wisdom and insight and faith to keep trusting. They pray to be okay without knowing what the next week or month or year holds. They decide to trust him step by step. And still others simply respond in trust as perhaps from maturity, and say, no matter what happens, Christ is for me, he's with me, and he'll see me through it. And that's good enough for me. Which one of these responses best describes you? I would encourage you, if you're going through a, an experience with a closed door, that you would rest in this thought. God understands your frustrations. He knows about closed doors from personal experience. Remember in the book of Revelation, God talks, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's outside waiting to be let in. And oftentimes, the whole of Scripture reminds us of people in their stubbornness won't let him in. How we as a sinful humanity can leave him standing outside our closed door whole story of the Bible is basically about that, isn't it? And surely, Jesus knows how you feel. In Hebrews 4, I remember uh, that passage about the great high priest who understands our weaknesses and sympathies. He's gone through them. He ran into a lot of closed doors, not only in his ministry, but Jesus experienced God's closed door as well. Let me explain. We find that in our passage for today that was read earlier. It's a closed-door story from Jesus' life. The cross loomed ahead. It's Thursday night. Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane to spend time in prayer with his Heavenly Father. 
he asks his father, Father, take this cup away from me, this cup of suffering, yet not my will but yours be done. And God didn't say yes to that prayer. And thank God for that. That closed door is our gospel. Our news of rescue. He took on that closed door so that we could have an open door to a relationship with our Father. The one who died and rose again is resurrected and he is with you and tells you, I'm with you always as you face all kinds of doors. And one last thing to consider. It's the big picture. In the end, the door opens to all who trust him. Jesus said, I am the door. And heaven awaits. The Apostle John said uh, he, he caught a glimpse through an open door of heaven in Revelation 4. Paul describes his sufferings to early Christians in this way. He said, this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure because we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but we, what cannot be seen is eternal. And how about those questions that we have? 1 Corinthians 13, he says, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. I believe that on the other side of that door, we will be grateful for God's closed doors, just as we are for his open doors in the here and now. Amen. Would you pray with me? Lord, as we encounter the closed doors in our lives, by your Spirit, bring to our minds the picture of Jesus who experienced a closed door so that we might have an open door to a saving relationship with you. And help us to trust in your goodness and your grace in all circumstances of life. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Now, as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You've been worshiping with the internet and radio ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message has encouraged you when you face a closed door to rest in the thought that this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. We look not at what can be seen, but what cannot be seen, for what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. The Advent season is now upon us, and in preparation for the upcoming Christ Child, we would like to send you a free Advent devotion booklet entitled Peace, Hope, and Light, Reflections on the Writings of C.S. Lewis by Dr. Joel Heck. To receive your copy, please call or write our office today with your address for delivery. 
Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry supported by the prayers and financial gifts of our listening audience and others who desire to join in our mission to reach others with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are especially grateful for our Gift Every Month GEM Club members. These regular gifts sustain our ministry during quiet giving times. For your convenience, we are now able to take credit card donations by phone or mail. Your support allows us to deliver biblical truths to those who cannot attend church. Today's service is also available to be read or heard on the Internet. We also offer prayer support and other biblical helps for use in your faith walk. Visit us anytime on the Internet at ChristianCrusaders.org. We are pleased you chose to worship with us this day, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Reverend Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota, and Speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 83rd year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting. <laughs>